0: You're listening to
1: PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, and welcome to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Thank you for joining us today. We're your hosts. My name is Marcy Davis, and my co host is my trusty service dog, Whistle. <coughs> And Whistle and I are thrilled to be with you to talk about our favorite subject, working dogs and working animals. And today we're visiting with Charmaine Hammond, and Charmaine is the author of On Toby's Terms. So come right back after these quick messages as we welcome Charmaine to the show.
0: We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. W-O-R-K, the number 10, and get 10% off any order, no minimum, at Petco.com.
1: Join us here on Pet Life Radio on a super smiley adventure. Good boy.
0: Let's talk pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Today, our guest is Charmaine Hammond. Hello, Charmaine, and welcome.
0: Hi. Thank you so much for having me today.
1: Yeah, well, we're so excited that you could be with us. I love your book on Toby's terms. Oh, thank you. Well, please introduce our listeners to Toby. Tell us, what kind of dog is he, and how did he come into your life?
0: Toby is now a 10-year-old Chesapeake Bay Retriever. He So he's about 90 pounds, gorgeous, big brown eyes, the biggest pink, floppiest tongue you've ever seen, and we got him from a rescue organization in Canada where we live when he was five years old, and when Toby came to us, he he was sort of like the perfect dog for the first six months, and then my husband, Christopher, came home from work one day and found our house to be a complete disaster zone. Nearly every room had been touched by Toby in uh, some way. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but you say for the first 6 months he was fine. He
0: was. He was and you know it's I was thinking the other day about the letter that came with Toby from his first family who I must say loved him very very much. He was owned by a couple who were senior citizens and we think he spent most of his time with them. But he was on some medication. He was on human Prozac actually. And a dog anti-anxiety pill and a dog antidepressant. And the letter talked about Toby's fear of loud noises and issues with separation. But I was so in love that I didn't pay a lot of attention to (laughs) those obvious (laughs) warning signs. (laughs) So it wasn't a complete surprise.
1: (laughs) Well, and thank goodness you didn't pay attention to all those things, right?
0: Exactly, because it probably would have affected our decision to to bring Toby into our life.
1: Yeah. Well, how did you stick it out? I mean, how did you, when you had that experience six months in, what were your thoughts and how did you start working through that?
0: You know, our thoughts were, I was very torn. I was so in love with this dog. He is such an amazing, charismatic high-character dog, and it was my husband Christopher that always seemed to be the person on the receiving end of the damage because he, he got home from work usually before I did, and I'm a professional speaker and trainer, so I travel to speak to different companies and businesses, and so he was always the one coming home to Toby's most recent disaster, and there were some talks that Christopher had about with me about can we keep Toby, can we give Toby what he needs? to be the dog that he can be. And Toby came close a couple of times to being returned to the shelter. And how we got through this was by eventually calling in a behaviorist whose name was Maggie. And quite honestly, the day Maggie walked into our house was the day that everything changed for Toby and our family in a great way.
1: Yeah, you know, I can relate a little bit to what you were saying in the book about Toby's behavior because, you know, Whistle, when I first got him, he had some real issues with loud noises and he is an extremely sensitive dog. And so, so many of the things that you were saying resonated with me because I remember really thinking and talking with my husband about whether or not I could Whistle and I were going to make it together as a team mm-hmm. and it was, it was very similar to what you're describing and, and it was not a behaviorist but it was actually a trainer from Paws with a Cause that we engaged to really help us because I was having such a, I, I loved him so much like you described <laughs> loving Toby that I, but I decided I had to commit to Whistle. And in doing that, I had to engage as many people to be a part of our team as I needed to help us to make that happen. And Mm -hmm. it sounds similar to your experience with the animal behaviorist. How did you find her?
0: Our journey is quite similar. That's so exciting to hear. And it was our vet who we brought him in because we thought maybe there's something medical. You know, there just didn't seem to be any patterns with Toby's behavior. And, And as soon as we thought that we had fixed him he was off to something different. And, <laughs> you know, a great example was when he progressed from rearranging furniture to smashing toilet tank lids. <laughs> <laughs> we still don't understand that, but we've gone through six of them. And we found Maggie through the vet, the veterinarian that uh, we dealt with, highly recommended Maggie and had made a number of referrals to her, and she had been very successful in working with dogs and and I must say that it's not just the dogs that the behaviorist works with. Chris and I sometimes thought that maybe the work was more for us than it was for Toby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, well what were some of the things that the animal behaviorist would have you do? How, do, how did that start?
0: Yes, yeah, she came in the first time and uh, Toby, what's interesting is Toby was very trained in an obedient sense. He, know, he knew all of his basic commands and so from an obedience perspective, he was well-trained. Uh, we we could put a hot dog on, on his paw and tell him to sit and wait. And he would wait, drooling, you Whoa. know, like crazy. But he <laughs> would patiently wait until given the command to take it. And so he had incredible patience, incredible obedience. And when Maggie came in, the first time, she just watched Toby in our home and told us to go about our business and what she noticed about Toby first was the interesting way that he ate his food. And he sort of takes, and he still does this, he he takes a piece of kibble and he wanders around the house and he seemed to be checking on Christopher, checking on me, checking on all his toys, making sure everything in the house was okay, and then he come back to the food dish, take another little kibble of food, and the same pattern would repeat. And Maggie was so intrigued by this because she said, he seems to have a need to nurture and help. Mm. And then through, which blew me away, I'd never thought about Toby in that way. I just thought, what an unusual, annoying habit this is. And so she gave me a new way to look at his behavior. But then towards the end of the first visit, uh, she continued to watch Toby and how he nurtured Chris and I. And she turned to us and said, I think Toby needs a job. He needs a purpose.
1: Yes, yes. And so how did Toby find his purpose?
0: Well, she suggested, (laughs) Maggie just being so experienced, suggested that he had the perfect temperament to be a pet-assisted therapy dog. Now, you can imagine, here's Chris and I thinking, he's just smashed our toilet tank lids and (laughs) emptied our closets and rearranged our furniture. I don't think we can bring this dog into a hospital. I, I was actually quite nervous. But Maggie said... Charmaine, he has the temperament and that's what's important. So we we took we went on a journey to find a pet-assisted therapy organization in the community, went to the first one, he passed all of the tests with flying colors, and the final round of feedback, they came around and they said, we can't pass Toby because of his bark. And I was so, I mean, he had no clue, he was just happy to be there, but I was so disappointed and and felt that in some way I'd had failed Toby. Mm -hmm. And then we found we didn't give up. Maggie talked to us about another organization, and she said, try this group. And it was chemo pet-assisted therapy. And we brought Toby in, again, the same battery of tests, testing his temperament, and they said, he's perfect. He's absolutely perfect. And we will find a placement that finds his bark acceptable. And that's what they did. They placed him at a mental health facility for adults in a recreational program. So his job is to get people out of bed and out of the unit outside and socializing with one another. So his bark is part of his biggest charm there.
1: That is awesome. That is so awesome. Well, that, and isn't that right? That we need to be where we really are needed? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and thank goodness that you and Christopher were so really consistent with him and that you persevered to really oh. find that perfect placement for him.
0: Well, he loves it, and he's been doing it over four years now. And, um, you know, Wednesdays are Toby's day. We basically changed our life, and there's some Wednesdays that we have to do a, a different day or we miss a week because of my work or because of our, our book tours. But he is just amazing there, and, and I just love watching this dog step into his purpose. Yeah. And I open the door to the hospital. He's got his little red vest on and his matching <sighs> leash and bandana, and I open the door, and all of a sudden, it's like Toby steps into the dog he's meant to be. And he just knows what people need and doesn't need any direction from me. It's quite beautiful to watch. Yeah,
1: it is. It is. It's the coolest thing to watch a working dog when they're really in their element and they know it. And that's how Whistle is. I mean, when he gets that backpack on, he's a different dog. And it is so amazing. It is. It's just beautiful. That's really the only word I can find to describe it because it's such a unique thing to see. And I feel so lucky as a human being to to experience that with with any working dog, to get to observe that is just such a gift.
0: It really is. It is for sure.
1: Wow. Well, you talk in the book about a life-threatening experience. And how did that incident impact you and and in what way did it change your lives?
0: Well, in the book I've got, I talk about, the, were you talking about the sailboat story? Yes, the, yes. Yes. That You know, the sailboat story that I write about in the book was one that happened long before we got Toby. In fact, Chris and I uh, were not married at the time, and we both liked sailing, Chris, much more than me, and it was a new sport for me. And uh, we went out sailing one day, and the short version is that we flipped the boat. It was a catamaran, a 16-foot catamaran. So apparently flipping catamarans is actually supposed to be fun for the <laughs> <laughs> the wise, oh. experienced sailor. <laughs> However, uh, it was scary for me. And Chris uh, did a great job of righting the boat. So within just a few short minutes, the boat was righted. We were ready to sail again, and I really wanted to just go home at that point. And just by sort of a freak, freak incident, the boat uh, caught the sails, caught the wind, and the boat took off with me dragging behind it. And Chris swam as fast as he could to, to catch me, but the boat was too fast. And so we were torn apart from one another. And then eventually I was torn apart from the boat so here's the two of us in a very big lake um, about a mile away from one another and it was terrifying to be in Chris eventually swam to where I was and then we made the decision to swim back to shore which was about four and a half miles and it was very very serious when uh, when we were finally rescued Chris was in an extremely serious medical state and um, there there. There was an upside to the story, though. It resulted in Chris and I uh, committing together forever. So there was a beautiful story at the end, but it was the most terrifying situation I've ever been in. It's become a keynote that I use in my presentations because I learned how to become resilient through this. And it's impacted us with Toby because we were so close to giving up on him. We really were. And then... We thought, you know, we didn't give up on each other that day in the lake, and we didn't give up on love that day in the lake, and we weren't going to give up on Toby. So it really was for us a a reminder about commitment and perseverance, and maybe if we just stuck with it with Toby, there'd be a happy ending too, and there was.
1: That's so wonderful. And, you know, in life, I know I've learned this lesson of we have to go through these things that are so catastrophic and... You know, that just seems like we can't survive it, and yet we learn so much from it, and it brings so much to enrich our lives and our strength. And I mean, it sounds like that had such a huge impact on you and and Christopher. It gave you such clarity in what yeah. was important and and what you were committed to that you became unwavering in that commitment and then that you could share that with Toby and look what he's been able to do for so many others so that's that great. that's really really that's amazing and powerful so powerful
0: it is it's often a it's, you know it's often for us almost like a, an anchor it keeps us grounded in terms of what's important to us and staying committed to whatever we do and pursue in life.
1: Yeah, because you can. I'm sure you can go right back to that moment and have that clarity again, just based on on that life changing experience.
0: Oh, you bet. You bet.
1: Yeah Well we are going to take a quick break And hear some important messages from our sponsors But we want you to come right back with us As we talk more with Charmaine And and hear more about what Toby's up to Because I have several more questions I want to ask So please come right back
0: We'll be right back Right after these messages Stay tuned Go to PetMeds.com forward slash work, W-O-R-K, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. Would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called InfoSeeds. InfoSeeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit PetLifeRadio.com. Click on sponsorship information. There you can listen to a sample of InfoSeed or email us at PetLiferadio.com. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Hi, this is Tim Link, host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Join me as we feature interviews with best-selling pet-related authors, award-winning writers, and journalists, and bloggers. And we'll tell stories about the animals and interesting topics about the animals in our lives. Each of the interviews will give you a first-hand knowledge about why the authors and writers chose a particular story, what the feature animals meant to them, and what has become of those animals that we've talked about. And of course, I'll also share stories from my own books, blogs, articles, and experiences. So be sure to join me and the writers and authors on Animal Rights. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets.
1: Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Petliferadio. <laughs> Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. And we're visiting today with Charmaine Hammond about her book on Toby's terms and her amazing dog, Toby. And we've been talking about Toby's work that he's been doing. So tell us a little bit more about that, Charmaine. And and I know Toby's 10 now. So how is it for him at work these days?
0: <laughs> well, he loves his job at the hospital. And one of his jobs is is helping people get more excited about going outside, so he can't play, now that he's 10, he doesn't play fetch for the full two hours like he would have loved to in the earlier days of his volunteering, but he also enjoys these quiet moments with patients where patients might just be sitting outside on the bench, having a conversation, and he just sits with them, and what we're noticing is that in the presence of Toby, people start to socialize more, and we we know that Toby helps people build connections. So he loves his job, and, and also because of the book, Toby's working life has actually expanded uh, quite, quite immensely. He has done some school tours. In fact, he's presented to 7,000 students across North America, which he loves. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we go, I do a presentation in the school right with Toby there and tell Toby's story. And the beautiful lessons that we've learned from Toby and the students get the opportunity to not only hear the story, but to meet Toby. And it's amazing. You know, he wants to meet every single kid in the gym. Oh, and we also do a lot of book signings. So he, part of his other job now is is going to book signings and special events. And he's on occasion been the MC or the guest of honor at different oh, events.
1: That's and he so also, wonderful.
0: It is. It is. He also raises money. He's raised eleven thousand dollars for charities in the last year, so he his jo- his working world has actually gone from Wednesdays to a little bit more of a full calendar and uh, you know he loves he loves these opportunities.
1: That's so great. That's so great. I know it's turned in from Wednesdays from a part time job to a full time job <laughs> That's right <laughs> <laughs> Well, what do you think is the greatest lesson that Toby has taught you? This
0: dog really has become a teacher for us, and there's so many lessons. And I think the two that always jump to my head first is that Toby really pulled me away from being a perfectionist. And so I can proudly say I'm a recovering perfectionist now. Uh, But I was a perfectionist and and, uh, didn't really know that I was. That's kind of the funny part. But I discovered that you can't really be a perfectionist and live with Toby. So he pulled me away from being a perfectionist and and gave me a greater sense of work-life balance. And that has been such a tremendous support for me in my life. And the other lesson that I think is just so rich from Toby is simply being me, being authentic. You know, I watch Toby every morning. He gets up and he is happy every single morning without fail. There's never an exception. And I just thought, wow, imagine if you know, if I bring myself to the world every day like Toby, and as I do that, and I'm not as consistent as him, but as I do that and make my practice to be bringing my best version of me to the world, life is so much easier and so much richer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I can totally, totally relate to what you're saying. I mean, that's one of the things that Whistle has taught me is that I can't control everything. And and as much as I might want to, (laughs) there's no (laughs) way in life that we can really do that. So it it is. It's like that perfectionism and that controlling aspect. It's just it goes out the window because there's just no way to do that, nor should we in order to have a fulfilled life. Should we? But one of the things I, I noticed you talked a lot about throughout the book was letting go. And I really appreciated that and was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about how you learned to let go.
0: Absolutely. Letting go was another big lesson with Toby. And Chris and I had a discovery at some point in with Toby that when we stopped believing that Toby had to be a certain way and we made room for Toby to be the dog that he needed to be, his behavior just changed incredibly. And so it, it, it reinforced for me the importance of letting go. And I kind of did a self-check-in to say, what are the things that I'm hanging on to that are not allowing me to move forward in certain parts of my life? Or what are the things I'm hanging on to that are holding me back in some way? And so I've gone through this journey of just letting go of of certain habits that don't serve me well, beliefs that don't serve me well, and just be much more present, being in the moment. And and not to sound cliche, but life is so much easier because I think animals live in the moment. You know, Toby certainly does. Something can happen to him and five minutes later, it's completely gone. (laughs) Other than the fear of loud noises, he remembers certain noises and attaches fear to them. But, you know, if if, um, accidentally... Someone bumped into him. He doesn't hold a grudge. He just simply moves through it. And I love that quality about animals. And I think it's a great one for us to adopt as people.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I loved that too. Again, with back with my issues, the letting go is, is another thing of, of letting go and being, like you said, just being in the moment. That is such a huge, huge lesson that we need to learn and really model. Mm-hmm. and i also was wondering how you came up with the title on toby's terms
0: well you know we we sort of kept coming to this that not so clearly stated but that it you know it's on toby's terms that that we would watch his behavior and and things would change but it was always when toby would decide it would change and a great example is in the early days of having toby Uh, We would try all these different things because we're not, you know, we're pet owners. We're not pet trainers or anything, but we had heard different um, training tips from our trainer as well as from TV to do certain things. So, one activity we tried was every time we left home, we would turn the radio on and have it at a certain volume and then tell Toby to guard the house so he knew that we were returning (laughs) he he got to know that guard the house and, and we're going to work meant that we were gone for a full day and then when Chris would say I'm just going out back in a few minutes Toby would learn that in a few minutes meant a much shorter time so we would notice this change and then all of a sudden we come home and the closets have been emptied and the water tap is running and we're thinking, what did we miss? We did the radio, we did the the <laughs> goodbye greeting, and then we would think, well, maybe the radio wasn't loud enough, it wasn't at the right volume. He always seemed to be one step ahead of us, and as soon as we fixed something with him, he would do something different. And it, so it always felt like it was life on Toby's terms, and <laughs> and then what a great name for a book. <laughs> yeah and, and we perfect. we discovered it, yeah, we discovered at the end that um that you know Toby's terms really aren't too bad. <laughs>
1: <So> <laughs> we can live with them, <laughs> so do you feel now that you're living on Toby's terms or your terms?
0: Well, you know, I think it's a bit of both, it's a bit of both we've we've over the last five years that we've been together as a family we we've learned to adjust certain things to make life easier for Toby uh we We know that he has a fear of noises, and we know that there's times where uh we th- where he is nervous of something and we don't we don't find out about it until we come home and see a room taken apart and he's not perfect, even about a month ago he did quite a <laughs> quite a number <laughs> on our steering wheel column he chewed all the buttons and we you know we don't know what that was, but we just assumed there was a uh, you know we were gone for just a few minutes and he had everything he needed for those very few minutes but we think there was probably a noise you know maybe a truck backing up and beeping and it startled him and we weren't there and that's how we how we um, did you know, did the damage. But now we just look at it differently. We say, oh, well, there's another story for Toby. <laughs> we can put that one in another book.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's amazing how we can adapt ourselves, you know, yes. to different situations. And I, I love that, you know, with the human spirit that, that if we just let go, that we can actually embrace and adapt ourselves as easily as animals if we're just not so uptight about it.
0: Yes, that's so true.
1: <laughs> well, and so did I read correctly that there's going to be a movie about Toby in the works.
0: There is going to be a movie. <laughs> Who knew? Wow! The story, I know the story behind that is just before the book went to print, uh, a movie producer out of California had read the book, and, and the book wasn't even completed when he read it. He read the first, you know, edited version. And and not the complete version. And he really loved the book and wanted to to provide a quote for the book and said, you know, check in with me when the book is done and let me read the whole cover to cover, which we did. And he changed the quote he was going to give us and he added at the end that he couldn't wait to bring it to film. So they are working on a motion picture and it will be called On Toby's Terms and we are just so excited about that. It's something that we didn't plan. And what we're most delighted about is that Toby has a story that has helped so many people. We get feedback all the time on Toby's website, his Facebook, his Twitter about how Toby's story is helping people and bringing them joy and and reminding them of important lessons. So we're just delighted that the movie will help us accomplish that mission of sharing Toby's message.
1: I was gonna say yes, because that will immortalize Toby forever once it's on the big <laughs> screen. <laughs> wow, that's it so is. exciting! So have they it written is. Have they written a screenplay yet? Do you know? Yes, the screenplay it's wow, so written. It's already written. The wow. screenplay's
0: written, and they're they're moving forward. So we're looking. Twenty twelve is going to be a great year for for us and Toby. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Wow. And he's also got a new children's series of books. Oh, really? He does. Just hot off the press, the first one, it's it's a series. And the series is called Toby the Pet Therapy Dog. And the first book is And His Hospital Friends. So it's a beautiful illustrated book for children, grades kindergarten to grade three. And what has been most special for me about the book is that my best friend, we met when we were five, She's the illustrator, and she has done the most incredible job of bringing Toby's character and emotion to life through beautiful illustrations.
1: Well, that is so special to have your lifelong friend do those illustrations. I can't imagine how much more endearing it makes these children's books for you.
0: Oh, that is so true. And you said it's 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 very precious.
1: And it's going to be a series, you're saying, so there's going to be more of these to come.
0: There is. We're working on the next ones, Toby Goes to the Beach and Toby Goes to School. <laughs> so those are the ones that are going to be coming down coming down shortly.
1: That's wonderful. And tell us, how can our listeners get copies of the book, of both On oh. Toby's Terms and the new children's book series?
0: Right. There's a few ways that people can access the books. They are available on Toby's website. He's a very technical dog. <laughs> and Toby's website is on ontobysterms.com. And sometimes people want a potographed, personalized version of the book. It's great. Toby has a special stamp, a spring-loaded stamp that he pushes down, and it leaves a picture of his paw print and his name in the book. And it's just adorable to watch him do this. So when people want the podograph version, they can go on on Toby'sTerms.com and there's a button there that they can email Toby. He's a very you know email savvy dog, and uh, we'll send out a a personalized copy for them. People can also get the books on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and in Canada through Chapters Indigo and Coles. And Toby's also on Facebook. He has his own Facebook page. And he has his own YouTube account, so people can go on and watch all the hilarious videos of Toby on his surfboard lesson, Toby photographing books, and Toby on his different school assignments.
1: Oh, that is so great. And I know that our listeners will want to do that so they can, if they haven't gotten the book already, so that they can get it and so they can, can follow Toby and see what he's up to, because it sounds like he's always up to something. <laughs> he is. Mostly good. Mostly good. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Well, that is so great, and I'm so glad that you could come by and visit with us today. We've loved hearing about your story and all the wonderful lessons that, that you've learned and that you've so graciously shared with all the rest of us. So thank you so much for that, and I can't wait to hear more. You're going to have to come back and tell us more about the children's book series and some of the other things that you and Toby are up to. Oh, I'd love to come back and
0: visit with you again. This was just such a great way to spend the morning. Thank you so much.
1: Well, thank you. And thank you to all of our listeners for being with us today. We're so glad you could join us, and we hope you'll come back really soon. And you can always follow us on Facebook. We're Working Like Dogs. And Whistle and I love getting your emails and hearing your questions and comments, so please keep those coming. And you can email me at Marcy M-A-R-C-I-E, at PetLifeRadio.com. So thanks so much, and we hope you'll come back real soon. Take good care.
0: Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.